Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We're live from Noah's Fine Watches and Jewelry in Frisco. And I do want to know on the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053, who do you fear from the Dolphins and where do the Cowboys hold an advantage? However, there is a giant group of people that have gathered around me to hear something Bobby has to say unrelated to that specific topic. Yeah, look, this has been months in the making here, Hagee. This beautiful, custom, one-of-a-kind Celine Ford Bronco that our friends here at Nose Fine Watches and Jewelry have been giving away. We've had a ton of people enter for it. It's been an exciting time, and we're finally going to draw the name of the winner, the person that gets this Celine Ford Bronco. Who You draw the name? I draw the name out of a, a hat. Okay. It's out, of, it's out of a bag, actually. So you draw it in pencil or pen? No, I, I like I retrieve the name. Gotcha. From okay. a, from a so bag. you're in your bag today? I'm in my bag today okay. and every day, Hagee. Thank All you right. for the setup. You're I welcome. appreciate it. You're welcome. Okay, so I'm reaching into the bag, and there. that sounds more like <laughs> paper. I guess I'm not like I'm crumbling up some of the names. You already I guess. Drew the I'm name. starting to believe that you have already <laughs> drawn this name. I'm not sure. I have, have the name. Okay. All right. Actor or Tolo? All right. Corey Majors. Mark Taylor. Woo! And if you're watching on the Zoom right now, uh, Mark is very excited. Uh, and and uh, just a little bit excited right are now. You, are you guys okay real quick if we bring Mark on? Yes. 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 Do you want me right, to get You headset, seem excited, maybe? too. Will you grab a headset okay. as well? We have two headsets. I'm going to hand my headset over to him. Okay. Uh, here we go. All right. So the winner, Mark Taylor, he, man, everyone is super pumped up about this. All right. We welcome... Mark, to the show, congratulations. Thank you. You just won a car. Woo! <laughs> so exciting. Now, what? have a seat. You're, feel free. You're welcome. You want a car. You might share the winnings with me. I don't know. One, one second. Okay. So I've got something in my back pocket. Okay. So I need to take that out real quick. Okay. Before, before I sit down because. Hold on. Did you buy this at Noah's? I, I think I did. That's one of Noah's boxes right there. What's in that box? And who's right next to well, me? Take you know, it the, away, brother. You know, the funny thing is, she keeps asking me, everybody keeps asking me, what did you purchase in order to win this beautiful, beautiful Bronco? Which, shout out to Celine. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for the truck. We love you guys. We love uh, Noah's Fine Watches and Jewelry. Obviously, but everybody asks me, what? <laughs> I'm crying already. <laughs> Just hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what I say in these segments. <laughs> right. Everybody asks me, what did you purchase in order to win the Bronco? And this is what I purchased right here. 
<laughs> Do I have to wear this thing? No, you don't. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know. You know that I've loved you from the very first time that I laid eyes on you. I would be honored if you would spend the rest of your life with me. Will you marry me? Yes, I will. Yes, I will. That's, that's a yes, ladies and gentlemen. That is a yes, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, FCC might need to censor that part. Now, let's hear it for the newly engaged couple, everybody. <laughs> All right. Do you want to put the headset on and confirm that you said yes? I just want to make sure that you really said yes and we can confirm that. She has to collect herself. This is a very emotional moment, Corey. I'm back. Can you confirm <laughs> that not only did your then-boyfriend, now-fiancé, win a car, you just got proposed to? Woo! My gosh! I kind of had a feeling because my son was asking, telling me, hey, Mom, I, uh, Dad got you something that starts with a D. He's a snitch. <laughs> and that sounds a little oh, He's going to surprise man, you're you welcome. today. You're <laughs> Thought your kid wow. was a pervert. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. And you did, in fact, say yes. We could confirm yes, that? Yes, I did. I did. Okay, I did. I did. okay. Congratulations. Wow. Now, wow. I have a quick follow-up question for you. We really did a lot of work here to facilitate this. Do we get invited to the wedding now because of all of this? Absolutely. Yes, there we go. Well, congratulations very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm happy for you guys. Thank you so much. Because you won. <laughs> But then you double one, right? I did. What are you more? Which victory are you more excited about? You know, I think I'm more excited about. This. That's good. So that's probably that's probably a good answer. Oh that Ford Bronco will come and go. I got yeah. to play it safe on this. That's one, a good okay. answer. That is yeah. uh, that is good I, I, answer. I want her to ride in the vehicle home with me, and I think sure. if I answer it the other way. Yeah, you can you come know. back with us. Well, go. we're friends now. We may we got a spot. Well, thank you guys very much. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. One more time for the newly engaged Woo! couple. Thank you. Can my son? Can my son say something? Yes. Real quick? Yeah. Come on. Can come on. Okay. There we go. Introduce yourself. What's your name? Benjamin. Yeah. Are you excited about mommy's engagement? Did Did dad buy a rock that's big enough? Yeah. And are you excited about riding in the truck? Yeah. Hey, can you tell Noah thank you for everything? Thank you. Yeah. Tell every, Tell all these great people thank you. Thank you. And say I love you. Awesome. That was amazing. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's a moment. Congratulations, you guys. She is pumped, pumped, pumped. Man, congratulations. Hell of a job that you just did there. Hell of a job. That is, uh, Kevin, that is now... We are the show of engagements. I don't that, know if you know this or not. The marriage show of record. We are the marriage show of record. That is a that is a fact. And I love the fact that all these people are here celebrating this with them here at Noah's today. This is awesome. From, <laughs> oh my gosh, from the 571. Thank you guys. Oh yes, you're very welcome. You're welcome. You are very welcome. <laughs> you're very welcome. From the 571. I love that that was covered on air. I started to cry too. From the 214. 
holy hell, this is crazy. <laughs> and then from the 817, that's two wedding proposals on 105.3 The Fan this year. And I believe that is now three yes. wedding proposals right. from our show. The first one I can ever remember was whenever we were down in the uh, the showroom downstairs and we uh, Kevin was just walking around getting couple getting people together. He was like, "Hey, you guys look like y'all could be a couple." Asking questions. Kevin asked he was like, "Hey, have you ever thought about proposing to her?" And he was like, "I mean, I'd do it right now." And all of a sudden there they were up on stage and we bit a hole in a chicken nugget and then she used the chicken nugget as a ring and I thought that was pretty impressive. You that do not seem one. impressed by the romance of that. No, I was just very thrown off by I do it right now or whatever uh, Corey just said. That's what really <laughs> threw me off. That, that's romantic. I find yeah. it bag has a proposal now. You guys have several proposals. We are uh, a zero spot on the morning. It's too show. early to get engaged <laughs> on your show. It's I don't too know, like early. One of these firefighters could have done it during the firehouse tour or something like that, I feel like. Okay. No, yeah. I hear what you're saying. From the. <laughs> up uh, on the ladder yeah. in the smoky room. From the 805. That was so freaking cool from the 469. Well, dang, that's a good thing I didn't come out. There's no way I could have topped that. Congratulations yeah. from Big Lou. Thanks, Big Lou. Kevin, that's true, though. He's on You show too. up and you have you, – you, you tell the story. I proposed to the love of my life with a beautiful wedding or engagement ring from Noah's, and, uh, and it was amazing. And then the, your friend goes – yeah, and I also won a, a Ford Bronco that day and got engaged. He, it, he topped you, man. It is weird up. That, that, like, that's <laughs> maybe not the only thing to talk about from your day. Oh, I won a Ford Bronco. That's wow, cool. what a day. Also, got engaged. from the 817, this is Dana from Crowley. Love it. That was amazing. I literally yelled out that he was going to propose <laughs> from the 469. You a-holes have me crying at work. And then from the 214, Kevin will only show up if it's a weekday That's wedding. That's a fact, That Bobby, is a fact. Bobby, if you ever get married. Uh, Again? You, yeah, he is married. Are you uh, encouraging me to get a divorce and well, get So that you can remarry her. To the same girl, yeah, right? To okay. her. Yeah, to her again. You just make sure it's her all the time. Uh-huh. Uh, but if you ever do that, invite Kevin, but make sure it's like a Thursday uh, wedding. Okay. Kevin, he loves weekday weddings. That's I his favorite thing. Well, be there, be there, be there. And I, just real quick. We're going to get to the Dolphins players you fear and the Cowboys advantages in the next segment. Because obviously, for sure. not current contemporary Dolphins players. Not Zonka? No, not Larry Zonka. Is I wanted to throw out a couple more Mavs things since we were talking about this yesterday. Is There's a player that's been rumored to make his way to the Mavericks. They're the third most likely to pick him up right now. Katino Mobley. It's No, these are contemporary NFL players. Bonzi Wells. Gordon Hayward. And I just don't see the fit because he doesn't have the size to give you any interior presence. Sure, he scores. He's not a good defender. Look, I understand. You want a player that's offensively efficient and can score. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not lost on me, but... For this team, you gave Jaden Hardy a shot to play yesterday, and he was lights out. I don't feel like you lack for potential scorers when you're healthy. I want a defensive player. Yeah, I I, I need Or not size. a horrible defensive player. I need somebody with height. I need somebody with length. Something that can that can keep other other teams from feeling like they can just do whatever they want at the rim. And you, you want Matisse Thibel. You want the guy that you signed to an offer sheet and you didn't get. That's yeah. what you want. Yes. Yeah. You know, you're dead on about that. Somebody who can stretch the perimeter and also be, you know, have has the length out on the perimeter at the same time. 
but then when you get around the basket, makes it difficult for teams to just say, now it's our possession. That's the most important thing at this point. That's what you're missing with Derek Lively out. And you can't just rely on Derek Lively for 48 minutes every night. You got to rely on you got to rely on other people for something like that. So you're going to have to find a couple of people that can have about 10 minutes there. I don't think Gordon Hayward is that. You need OPD, other people's defense. You know, that's what you're down with. <laughs> is that? Are you going to start making that a saying? I'm actually, with, I'm down with OPD. I actually think that would work really well for this team. And then. Just a side story for the Mavericks. Well, I guess to Dorian Finney-Smith, it's not a side story. It's the everything story. Is Corey, have you seen the story about Dorian Finney-Smith and his dad? Yes. It is it's truly, I know we had a really cool moment right there, and, and people are still texting him, wow, that's a double way to go out and finish the year off. Somebody is, said, hearing that kiss made, on air made me feel like I was part of it, so do I get married too. I think this was like a group kind of thing and then for the 972 you can never sell that bronco you have to keep it pass it down imagine three generations later and a grandkid is driving a 45 year old classic bronco with a story the day that like you started that part of the family that would be uh that would be amazing but dorian finney smith reunited with his dad after 30 years his dad was released from the Virginia Greensville Correctional Center. And, like, I know, they played last night. Basketball is still going. The Mavericks play on Christmas Day. But it's hard to imagine that this doesn't automatically jump to the top of his list of what matters. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he, he gave an interview to the Dallas Morning News. I know where he said, like, outside of my kids being born around Christmas, this is a, a, as good of a Christmas gift as I've ever gotten. And I know he was really appreciative to Mark Cuban and the Mavericks for – uh, the hand they had and you know, trying to get the, uh, the parole board to take a look at his case and, and evaluate it. And look, we give Mark Cuban a lot of crap uh, That's true. consistently. You're and right. this, is a, this is a big credit to him. This is an awesome story. And something that goes beyond basketball and somebody who in Dorian Finney-Smith is one of the best examples of hard work, like work ethic and, and commitment that we've seen come through Dallas sports in general in terms of taking a game from somebody who they, they didn't think there was going to be much to him to becoming a legitimate contributor. And I think that the person that he is is reflected in that work ethic and what he did on the basketball court. So this is absolutely a, a great story. And we were on the news yesterday talking about it, the NBA in the midst of finalizing the sale uh, from Mark Cuban. We were to, on the news, huh? That's right. On the, now we're not just a rate, not sports, man. News. Last time I saw Corey on the news was the NTX Daily that he was doing <laughs> at, uh, for the Mean Green. Yeah, yeah. I got a story about that for you I need to share with you at some point. And then from the 682 G-Bag of the Year right there, that was outstanding. You could hear how nervous he was. You could see so how professional nervous <laughs> that he was. That is outstanding right there. Now, coming up next, I know we teased it. Obviously, some other stuff happened. This time, we really will dive into it. Who do you fear from the Dolphins, and where did the Cowboys hold an advantage? Plus, as part of the Expressway, your favorite and least favorite Christmas songs of all time. A lot coming at you live from Noah's in Frisco right here on 105.3. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk experts 
expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Fan. Dolphins begin at their own 40. Going deep. Going deep. Right there. What a perfect pass and play. And the touchdown to Jalen Waddle. 60 yards and a touchdown. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. We are live from Noah's Fine Watches and Jewelry in Frisco, where if you missed it in the last segment, we had a live on air proposal. And she said yes. That was pretty cool. Did you think she was going to say yes, Bobby? I didn't know. There was a long pause, right? Uh-huh. But I think she I was think emotional. She was yeah, she was surprised and emotional. Yeah. But, man, I, I respect so much guys like Mark Taylor, the man who won that Celine Ford Bronco. Thank you once again to Nose Fine Watches and Jewelry for that. It's been months in the making. A lot of people in it for that. But I, I was I, I respect the hell out of guys like that who have the confidence to ask that question in public. Yeah. Yeah, because that is nerve-wracking. I do remember, the, you know, whenever I did that, Kevin, I was very nervous. But I was mostly nervous because I was afraid that a homeless man would steal the ring out of my hand. Oh. And I was like. You proposed on the show? I, no, it was on the street. Oh. Uh, down at uh, Union Station in uh, for in uh, in Dallas. That's where we went to uh, my, my prom together. And then so Aww. I didn't propose on prom night. Oh. There was, yeah, there was a lot in between that. <laughs> There's a lot in between that. Yeah, so. that proposal. Hopefully nothing happened on prom night. You just dropped her off at the door like a gentleman. Broke my best friend's nose. Well, we'll have to that pick story? that up. We'll okay. have to pick Haven't that up in a little bit. your best friend? <laughs> we need to. T- yeah, oh, my God, dude. <laughs> What is wrong with you, Bobby? I'm, I'm one of your biggest defenders. I was clarifying. Who do you fear from the Dolphins, and where do you think the Cowboys might hold an advantage? Now, we played a clip of Waddle coming back because there's still some uncertainty about Tyreek Hill. Do you have? I know he didn't practice yesterday. Do you have a sense one way or another about whether or not you think he'll give it a go? The chatter out of Miami seems to be that he's going to give it a shot. Now, the reality of what that means and, and, you know, intending to give it a shot, it's it's the old Mike McCarthy line. We hear it every Monday. You ask him about somebody who's injured, he's got a a good shot to play. He's got a good shot. Like, that's that's just in general kind of a throwaway line, so so you don't know how much you can buy on that. But I would... I would anticipate my, my line of thinking right now is that he's going to play. And he did come back to practice today, and McDaniel said 
We're just trying to make sure that we have all cylinders go. So something could happen there, or, you know, you could see how your ankle responds tomorrow. But to your point, if he's in the game, I fear Tyreek Hill, and we'll see what level he's at. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's exactly what it is. You're... 80% of Tyreek Hill is faster than 80% of the league. Yeah. So. Yeah. And and the way that they get him open, the way they get him the opportunities is is, is something that can strike fear in you in you too. Yeah. Um, I, I I think he's playing like, like that's just th- kind of the way I feel about it. I think he sees that MVP sign still, and he, he sees that goal. I you know think it's, gonna, it's that or the I know, record? I think he wants the. That's what I said. The goal. Oh, I think. Okay. And I'm sorry. The record. Uh, I think he wants that as well, and I think he thinks if he gets that, that gives him a, an end for that too. But he, I think he wants that pretty bad. I did Cowboys crosstalk last night with uh, Nick Eatman, Nate Newton, and we had uh, Larry Brown on, oh. and we were talking about how you would approach Larry Brown. Obviously, a Super Bowl MVP had, had some great stories. Uh, if you want to go back on the Odyssey awesome. app, listen at uh, seven o'clock last night. Um, he he had a, a point talking about how you defend Tyreek Hill. Because we were asking, like, you know, when you got speed like that, how, how intimidating is that? Are you just kind of on your heels directly with the snap? And he's like, you know what? At times, those guys who are, are fast like that, they're almost easier to defend. He's like, because they're so used to just getting by with their speed and running right by you that, that when they don't, you can make them. Un- he said them. you can make them uncomfortable. He's like, get up in their face. He's like, jam them, hit them, knock them off. That, that can really disrupt guys like that. That's what the that's what the I, and I know you can go back to they had uh, practice tape. But that's what the Patriots did to Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt in that Super Bowl was they got in their faces and got physical. Ty Law had the famous line. He said, I've never seen anybody win a 40-yard dash with somebody standing in front of them. Yeah. That is a good line, man. What about, because I've been really curious about this. You've been a proponent of this guy for most of the season. What about Tua? What's What's the fear level for Tua? Because... He's been in the MVP conversation now that he stayed healthy. He was in the conversation last year, although I know he got hurt about, you know, midway through the season. What's your concern level about Tua? This sounds so offensive on on its face, and I I genuinely do not mean it to. It's meant as a compliment. It really is. But, you know, we always talk about, oh, somebody is uh, the off brand or the generic whatever or or the wish brand whatever, right? Like we, we make that joke all the time. I feel like Tyreek Hill, or, or not Tyreek Hill, I feel like Tua is the, he is the name brand, high quality version of Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Wow. That, I think that, he's better. That, 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 well, I think that I'm not being offensive there. Like I say, whenever we say somebody's a, oh, you're a poor man's whatever, I'm just saying it's the inverse. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is the right-handed poor man's version of what Tua does really, really well. Okay. I think Tua is really good, but Tua, I think, wins in similar ways more effectively and better than Jimmy does, but yeah. it, it's, it's a similar type of player. I think he's a good player. I think he's an accurate thrower. I think that things do have to be just about perfect for him to to really excel i think it's tough if if things are you know a little outside the norm if things are disrupted for him a little bit he can struggle yeah i i I will add i i understand that part i think the other thing they have is i don't think jimmy garoppolo really felt that he was the guy I think he was kind of told he was the guy a lot. Tua, yeah, Tua, Tua thinks he is. I, Tua, I think Mike McDaniel spends so much time telling him how great he is and telling him he's the dude and telling him all these things. And it's not just the video we saw last year. Kevin, this, is, this does go to the hard knock stuff that I'm watching right now every day. 
you're this. Whenever you're this, you're this. He's constantly trying to tell him what he's best at. And I think that some of the best quarterbacks don't need that, like the Mahomes types. But he's trying to grow a guy that I think had some fragility early in his career. And he's trying to build a good relationship did, with him, too. Did, do you think he's always been that guy? Like, like for instance, this offseason, you remember there was a lot made during training camp. It became a real big controversy the way Ryan Clark talked about him and the way that he fought. And, like, you know, you need to be thicker yeah. belts and blah. And Tua came out there and, you know, keep, keep you know, my name out your mouth or whatever else. But it felt like he was he was trying to almost – reassure himself in those, yes. those comments like he felt like I, I have to take a stand yes. here because I remember thinking it wasn't even that offensive what Ryan Clark had said yeah but it became this issue like this big oh wow two has got to take a stand so I do wonder if he feels like he is that guy and he's that you know he's in charge large in charge he's the dude but it does feel like he's had to work to reach that level of confidence it doesn't feel like it came naturally yeah. to him to be like I'm the guy yeah he's worked to believe it but I, I think everybody liked his yeah, point. That's a really that good point. A good job. Man, we Thank need you. that more often on our, our around. But I will add this to everybody on that team loves him. Like they love Tua. Does that? Does it matter? Yeah. I or to what extent does it matter? Like I'm not saying it's not important at all. But if you're like, oh yeah, that guy's a D. But he's great. So what can you do? Well, you're right. Uh, but I, I, I always. I'm think, seriously curious. I always no. think people are more willing to go through walls for people they love or like truly fear, uh, because they're afraid that if they if they screw up, they're done. But I think you have two different ones. You can do either one of those. It's it's interesting because I mean we've got a long history of is Tom Brady like the the most inclusive like hey i got you buddy type of teammate yeah no but you knew where you stood with him right was aikman no but at the same time you know the there, there there's a fine line where if you are difficult to deal with or whatever look this is just flat out putting it out there it's been years now I, I i don't think that this is a surprise to anybody you guys have probably all heard the same sort of stuff behind the scenes the reality is that there were times where romo could have been a little heavy-handed with guys and that when Dak stepped in and Dak played the level he did the biggest a1 concern for that football team when they were making their decision of do we go back to Romo or not is does this harm the chemistry because guys will be so deflated by right. having to go back go to back. that leadership yeah. style that it didn't matter necessarily then that Romo was probably better in that moment what mattered more was Dak was better for the morale of everybody else on that offense, that it didn't matter that you were necessarily getting a better quarterback. You were getting a worse offense potentially because of what it would do to morale. So I do think it matters definitely in, in instances. Now, we've talked a whole lot. It, dude, if we're talking about players that I fear from the Dolphins, I hope this makes sense. Aronde Gadsden. We, oh we've talked a lot about, Bronco their, about their passing oh, game. Did he play? Okay. Any human who could possibly run the ball is on my list. <laughs> Obviously, Mostert and Achan jump to the front of your mind. But realistically, after the last game, if you can run the football, I am probably concerned about you. Um, yes, but I think it goes back to what we discussed right out of the gate this morning. Can you tackle? Yeah. And the Cowboys, as you said earlier, for the most they of had the been season, really good. they were good, and they were poor at tackling this last week. And, Bobby, I don't know why. I have no clue if it was lack of effort, lack of desire, or if they were just caught off guard on every single one of those runs. But they could not tackle at any level, front level, back in the backfield. They just could not do it. Edge, and yeah. so, so that's where I'm like, okay, if, as long as they can do that, I feel comfortable with, the, with trying to stop this run game because it might not be break loose for 20, 25-yard big runs all the time. 
Yeah, I think it's such a, I, I think physicality is such a mentality and, and such a, like, specific approach. And if they went into that game not expecting Buffalo to be, like, like play this as smash mouth football, it's like, okay, are you even in the right mindset to play this type of football game? If you were not expecting, if you're expecting Buffalo to try and just, all right, let's kind of spread things out, let, let's hit them with Josh Allen, let's do some different things in the passing game, were you prepared to go in there and play a game in the trenches? Right. And, and if you were not in that, that's the best explanation, because there's not a good explanation. They've always been, they've been a really good tackling team this year. And it was they just, have been the best in the league. And, and it wasn't like it was some sort of like, well, they're sleeping on the Bills. Everybody knew who the Bills were going into this and knew they were a very talented team. They were team. underdogs, yeah. There was a ton of talk leading into this game about what Buffalo was and what they could do to the Cowboys that I don't think that surprised them. I think the style of play they came out there and hit them with was a little like, all right, this is not what we were expecting. We were expecting a little more finesse. But I, I will say, and just you know, listening to Broadus a little bit yesterday and then well, kind of watching what I've been watching – Bobby, I think it's the it's not the guys on the defensive front that I'm most concerned about. I, I, it's the guys that, on the linebacker spots and in the secondary stepping up to make that stop because they're going to do a good job of creating a five-yard space for Mostert or Achan to be into. And it's whether, like, can, can your defensive front squeeze that hole tighter? But it's can those guys at the second and third levels make the stops whenever they get to that spot. That's where the Dolphins make their money, man, is that, that next level – they're really good at blocking down. Can they do it with a hodgepodge patchwork group of offensive linemen? Which, I mean, look, they don't get a lot of pressures on them and they don't get a lot of sacks on them, but part of the reason could be Tua gets rid of the ball quickly, which we talk about as a good thing, but it's not always a good thing. If you can prevent these deep plays from even starting to materialize because you're harassing him with pressure and he's got to get rid of the ball. That feels like a huge key to being able to win this game. I mean, look, Dak was getting the ball out faster than he ever has in his career the first five weeks of the season, and the offense was not good. Yeah, Like, we all walked away from that saying, that's not an offense that looks like it's going to threaten anybody in January. And so, yeah, getting the ball out quick is not always a a big plus in your favor. You absolutely want to get, I mean, look, the biggest plays, I can't remember what the exact time is. I think they said it's 2.37 seconds or something on average is that if you get past that window, that's where chunk plays typically happen. And so whether it's because it's extended or you've got enough pass blocking to, you know, push the ball down the field. And so definitely if you want to hit things deep down the field, you're going to need longer developing plays. So getting the ball out quicker isn't necessarily going to mean that they're, they're abusing you for chunk plays. But you also got to remember, they're so damn fast across the board. Mm-hmm. And defensively, Christian Wilkins is somebody that, I mean, I know we've talked a lot about their offense, but this is a good defense as well. His First off, that dude's personality is fantastic. I've loved Christian Wilkins since college. Like, that, dude, that dude's a blast just to listen talk. Uh, but him and Bradley Chubb on that defensive front, and they're doing a good job of rotating people in and out on that. Uh, it stinks that uh, that Phillips got hurt because he was having a really good year. But watching Bradley Chubb be the guy that he was in Denver and continue to be that guy, that's why they traded for him. They went and got him because they knew he could do those things, and he's having another nice year. Uh, so, yeah, their defensive front's going to try and get after Dak a lot to, uh, and, and try to force some. You're about some, to say today because uh, you're today. amped up I'm, for the I game. I get it. I am so I appreciate ready. It's not that. on a Thursday night. Uh, they, although the Cowboys have a, had a lot of Thursday games. Yes, they have. Is there is there anybody, I mean, I know we're not going to stop talking about this game, but I'm just curious for this particular segment, are there any other Dolphins players that you want to throw out that you're like, I'm a little nervous about that person? 
I'm, I'm, no, I mean, I think we, we've got it pretty much covered. You, you know who these guys are, uh, obviously. It's the, it's the guys there on offense that if Hill plays, I mean, you're talking about Hill and Waddle and what they can do. You're talking about Mostert and Achan and what they can do in the running game, how Tua makes it all come together. It's what they have in terms of, like Corey just mentioned, their pass rush. They generate a lot of pressure. They're in so many ways. They are really similar to the Cowboys, not necessarily stylistically, but just the facts of who they are and where they're at in the season right now, which is people wondering, this is a really good team that beats up on bad ones. How well do they play when they're on the road? How well do they play when they're going up against some of the top tier teams? You know, it's it's something that is remarkably similar that I don't know how much credit. Would the Cowboys even get when people talk about you need to win a big game on the road against a good team? I feel like this is one of those games where it's like, well, except that one. Because that uh, team I would is give you. them a lot of no, credit. No, but I think nationally the narrative will be, well, except that one because that team is you anyway. Like yeah. somebody had to win that, and you two are both the same team. Yeah. Kevin, I, I'll say I had one other person that's Mike McDaniel. I do fear that this is a what dude. position does he play? He plays coach. Oh. Uh, and oh. I, I think Neat. he comes from an offensive system that you saw demolish the Cowboys already once this year. He's very creative in his play calling. He steals a lot of things that he sees that worked against opponents, and then he'll use it over and over and over until you prove that you can stop it. So his creativity in offense is the thing that concerns me a lot. They got to do it on the field, but that dude can draw it up. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I threw the fan. Now, yesterday, we kicked around the movies. Now, I feel like it's time for your most favorite and least favorite Christmas song of all time. 877-881-1053. You want to jump in on the truckwreck.com text line. Also want to hear from you on Twitch, on YouTube. Most and least favorite. I... And do you think you can just change your favorite song for not a new song? Like, I had one favorite Christmas song, and I think I've picked a different older Christmas song that is now my favorite. <sighs> this is, Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, this is tough, though. This is a tough question. So, Because maybe I have, like, certain renditions, right, that, okay. that, that are, are one of my all-time favorites or whatever. My number one favorite Christmas song is... Like, if it's a specific artist instead of an overriding, like, well, this guy's in this. Glenn Campbell's The Greatest Gift of All is a fantastic Christmas song. Okay. That one means a lot to, to us as a family because one of our, our early Christmases with uh, the middle daughter, we, like, were, were, you know, putting up the tree and the song was playing. And so it's just a very, uh, if you've ever seen Inside Out, the Disney movie, yes. it's, a, it's a core memory right there. And so we associate a lot with that song, so that's a big one. And the worst do you, song. Do you think that makes it unlikely to ever change because of that emotional yes. connection? Yep, 100%. And uh, it's funny. The flip side, the worst song is one where I actually know the person who is, I know somebody who was in the band that sang the song. What? That is historically one of the worst Christmas songs of all time, and we all know it. And it's The Christmas Shoes. Sir, I want to buy these Okay. Shoes. We did a deep dive on Christmas shoes. I know, I know the guy who's several years ago. 
People love that song. I know, and it's a sweet sentiment. Because you think he should have been there with his mom instead of going out and shopping for shoes I mean, and there's stuff. that, and it's just, it's like, I mean, you could have just, it, it was all put on a platter there of just like, here we go, this is emotional, this will hit people right in the feels, and it's like you weren't even worried about writing something that was lyrically sharp. <laughs> it's more a criticism, <laughs> like, I mean, you don't have to be Bob Dylan, but dear God. From the 214 their favorite Christmas song. This used to be my favorite Christmas song. Let's go ahead and fire off cut number 17. And so this is Christmas. I hope you Although obviously the song is very politically charged. I still love this song. Whose is it? Whose is it? Is you too? No, politically charged, it's so John just... Lennon oh. and Yoko Ono and the Plastic Ono Band. However, that has gotten overthrown in the last two or three years. I'm not exactly sure why, but cut number 16, this Christmas song kicks all of the ass. Now, whether it's because of that episode of New Girl I saw, or the beginning of Gremlins, or the fact that this song is just awesome, this is now my favorite Christmas song of all time. This one is for you, huh? Yeah, it was Darlene awesome. Love with the song Christmas, parentheses, Baby Please Come Home. Yeah, that's a good one. I think I think there's something to the uh, the old feel of it too that really does kind of drive home that sense of nostalgia that goes along with what Christmas is anyway. A Ooh. lot of nostalgia. Right, that is very true. Because I mean, I know we're always making new memories and everything, but how often do you reflect back on like, oh, I was eight and yep. I got this or whatever? Right on cue from the eight one seven Christmas baby, please come home. Dropping it in there. Now I also see multiple people. Saying baby, it's cold outside is their favorite. Now, oh. keep in mind, we got that song canceled several years ago. We led the charge yes, we did. for that to be taken off the air because that song is inappropriate. That's the Robin Thicke song, right? No. Oh, my God. I'm, that, are you talking about Blurred Lines? Oh, sorry. But is it really that much of a different song just with a different beat? I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. Blurred Lines with tinsel. Is... Corey, mm -hmm. we've heard from Bobby. I have a top five We've list. heard extra things from Bobby mm -hmm. that we didn't necessarily. Can I throw out maybe your worst because we did a deep dive on yeah, it? Yeah, go ahead. If it's not your worst, it's your second worst. Cut number 19. I have to admit, I was not familiar with this song until Corey told me about it earlier this week. Could have been the sun. Could have been the sea. Could have been my childhood fantasy. Right. So she said it could have been her childhood fantasy. That's right. Santa said, you look naughty, but I'm sure you're nice. That's weird. And then he had a present in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. And he said it's Canceled. Christmas in the sand. Yeah. Because 
You know it. Uh-huh. I know it. We probably can't say it, especially because where we're at. I really like I like Colby Calais. I do. Cause this is Christmas in the that's Sand? That's called Christmas in the Sand. And my wife was like, this sounds a little weird. I guess she had it, the hots for Santa uh, whenever she was a kid. Which I didn't know that was a thing. Did you know that, uh, that <laughs> people had attraction to Santa Claus? Yeah, like, isn't that like a, what do they jelly? call those? Uh, Oedipal <laughs> complex or whatever? It's like one of those. Oedipus? Oedipus whatever complex, it is. But yeah. with, with that's like that. Lauren Graham from Bad Santa, right? <laughs> yeah, so that is the that's that is one that I'm kind of, I have some questions about. Is that what this song is about? It's Lauren Graham and the, uh, the changing room in Bad Santa? Hey, <laughs> look, I have some shocking opinions about this song that I will not share on air. If you come out to Noah's, I will definitely He'll share them off air. In Frisco, I can definitely tell you off air. Now, Corey, do you want to do one more bad one before we get to the good ones? Simply having a wonderful Christmas time oh. is one of the worst. And my every son, time my I older hear son loves it, that song. I like your older son. I do not like that song. Every time it comes on, I go skip song. And we move on to the next one. Does that make you like Brandon any less? No, not at all. Everybody okay. can have their opinions on music. They can Their opinions can be wrong, uh, but they can have their opinion on that. Uh, Kevin, my top five list of mu- songs that I love at Christmas time. Ribbons and Bows by uh, Casey Musgraves. It's the last song on her on, the, on that album. And then also Present Without a Bow is also Casey Musgraves oh. and Leon Bridges. Uh, and that is a fantastic song where they dance in one of those rooms that's spinning. Uh, and then Silver Bells, which is always, Silver I whistle bells. that in the bathroom at work. I didn't know those other songs you said. Our acoustics in the bathroom at work are fantastic. They uh, are. It's unlike the old, the old uh, bathroom that we could see outside and maybe even step on the roof when nobody was around. But, uh, but that is, that's the acoustics in there for Silver Bells. I can whistle it, and it's beautiful. Love the Holidays by the old 97s. They have a Christmas album as well. And then I don't know if this works because I feel like this is a New Year's Eve song or a New Year's Day song, but all, all Lang Syne. Is that uh, does that count as a Christmas song or do I have I to wait I do think of New that Year's? as a New Year's. Okay, all right, then I'll scratch Jingle that off. Jingle Bells the list. is a Thanksgiving song though, so I'll, there you go. I won't let you include it just because I don't know exactly which song you're talking about. You don't know what Old Lang Syne is? I don't not by the way you're saying it. What is it? Oh, I'm not saying it right. Oh, that. That's the song. Yeah, yeah. that's New Year's. <laughs> okay, hold on. Because I said it. Okay, yeah. so you needed to. If you would have sang it or like hummed it, I would have known it. Thank oh, you. man. I just got some uh, a nice little drink set over here, Kevin. We've had. I did Re- just relax, see that. relax in the lounge at Noah's. From the 972, favorite, Feliz Navidad. That song does I rule. do love that song. From the 254, it's not the most complex lyrically wise, but I do think it's awesome. And then from the 254. <laughs> yeah, because like. I want to wish I you mean, a Merry it's Christmas. In another language. That's yeah, pretty complex. it is kind of complex for people that can't speak two languages, Kevin. Well, and then somebody else jumped in with Robert Earl Keane's Feliz Navidad oh, that, is the best song. version. You need to listen to that one on uh, the drive home. Not related? It is not. It's not just a t- It is oh. very different. It I'm is. not familiar with that. I f- Do you know this song as I well? I don't. Okay, no. you listen to it on the way home. It'll make you laugh. Uh, it's a very fun song, though. I am going to throw out for, like, traditional Christmas. I'd, I've never heard, really, a poor version of the song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. That's always done really, really well. Well, if we're going traditional, Bobby, and you're going to give out the good, let's go to cut number 18. This is my most hated Christmas song. This is also my son Brandon's most hated Christmas song. Christmas. <laughs> 
are you doing that? That's what he. This song, he goes. That's the way he sings. That's the way he sings. That song sucks. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. It's not one I'm putting on, but if it's on the playlist, I'm not skipping it. I'll tell you that. Do you like Porky Pig's Blue Christmas as an alternate? Have you heard that one? I have not, but I bet it's better. Oh, it's one of the classics. Uh, It's Porky Pig singing it, and then they, uh, the producer, put a basically a guy cackling, laughing at him, stuttering through the song. By the way, the Robert O'Keefe, it's "Merry Christmas from the Family." They just they do say "Feliz Navidad" at the end of it. Okay, Uh, but yeah, that one. Do you take the Porky Pig song over Alvin and the Chipmunks, where they want? I'll oh, take that. That's pretty great. I liked that as a kid. I thought it was hilarious. And I actually, they had a couple songs, right? And it topped the charts, too, man. That's pretty wild that that was able to happen. The other song that I don't like, I know that we're in this vein, Last Christmas. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. The very next day, you gave oh, it away. Last Christmas. I was that thinking song, This Christmas by they, Donny Hathaway. I was like, that's a good song. This, that song. I don't know that one. <laughs> Good song. Find This Christmas, Alec, by Donny Hathaway. Yeah. Dude, Last, Last Christmas. Christmas is the worst, dude. I cannot handle it. What's cannot. worse, that song or that movie? Which one is Last Christmas? It's got the Amelia movie. Clark from Game of Thrones. Oh, my God. I cried. What? I cried so much during that movie, Kevin. Can you imagine Stop it. losing the love of your Whoa, life? Oh, spoiler. Alvin! <laughs> Sorry, Alec just told oh, me to do that. That is four Thank years you. old, I guess. But yeah, no, that's a that's a tough movie to watch, dude. Oh yeah, somebody said it's I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. I'm gonna need you to play that. I guess maybe we did not Oh, this is terrible from the nine zero three. Little drummer boy sucks by anyone. Wow, now they're just like, you know what, Bobby? Ooh. They're gonna take every incarnation of that and done with it. From the six eight two. Every year, I hear Silent Night by The Temptations, and it puts me in the holiday spirit. Man, if we're... There's another song... Uh, we have a friend that we work with that is, that is not in the holiday spirit. And yeah, I, want, I do wonder if He's Ruben, listening to this segment, has kind of like got him into the spirit oh. just a little bit. This is Donny Hathaway. This is This Christmas. Crank that up. Oh, I've, I know this, this song. song. Okay, I know this song. This is, a, this is the perfect Christmas song. This and anything by the uh, Vince Grinaldi trio or Giraldi trio. Oh, yeah, he's married to Amy Grant. All the Snoopy stuff. That was always really good. Hold on. That's Vince Gill, oh, right? Yeah. You're making divorces. <laughs> so From the 204, <laughs> the Christmas song by Nat King Cole is the best. Honestly, I'm surprised we haven't seen like that vote 16 million times because I feel like that is one of the best known songs and that song is awesome it's great it's just probably too slow for this era I think Okay. so, so somebody texted in and said the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas time song is, is Christmas time is here is really dope that is is that from the holiday that's special? the old 97s that performed that in the movie and that's their song and our friend Flula was in that as well because oh. we know Flula yes we Your do face, know Flula Bobby. He's our, he's our buddy. He's our he, friend. He doesn't like me. He's in that pie chart that doesn't like How me. How big do you think that pie chart is? Most of or all? Um, it's not all. Okay. Uh, I, I, think I, I like you. I think I definitely fill a void. You like me a little less the more that you have to spend time with me on the air, though, I feel like. No. No. 
I like you just fine. Yeah, the more the more you're on air with us, the more sometimes we like Mike. It. Actually, a lot of times Mike says things I don't like, and I like him a lot. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I'd say we're we're probably at a about a seventy five percent piece of the pie yeah we got a big quarter that, that's that's okay with me and they're like really entrenched with you, that's right? the thing is that they are like it, it's it's really it, it's a really intense piece of the pie that 25 percent yes okay. it is i like vocal you know, minority you might say you know what i also like is people are sending us the youtube links to just go ahead and pull up the songs shut up that maybe you're right the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the they're sending us the youtube links for the songs they're like play this one play this one play this one T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.